Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 25, and this chapter is entitled 70 Years of Captivity. So it says, The word came to Jeremiah concerning all the people of Judah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, which was the first year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. And this would correlate to sometime around 605 B.C. So Jeremiah the prophet said to all the people of Judah and to all those living in Jerusalem, For twenty-three years, from the thirteenth year of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, until this very day, the word of the Lord has come to me, and I have spoken to you again and again, but you have not listened. And though the Lord has sent all his servants the prophets to you again and again, you have not listened or paid any attention. They said, Turn now, each of you, from your evil ways and your evil practices, and you can stay in the land the Lord gave to you and your fathers forever and ever. Do not follow other gods to serve and worship them. Do not provoke me to anger with what your hands have made. Then I will not harm you. But you did not listen to me, declares the Lord, and you have provoked me with what your hands have made, and you have brought harm to yourselves. Therefore, The Lord Almighty says this, Because you have not listened to my words, I will summon all the peoples of the north, and my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, declares the Lord, and I will bring them against this land and its inhabitants and against all surrounding nations. I will completely destroy them and make them an object of horror and scorn and an everlasting ruin. I will banish from them the sounds of joy and gladness the voices of bride and bridegroom, the sound of millstones and the light of the lamp. This whole country will become a desolate wasteland, and these nations will serve the king of Babylon 70 years. So that's the the declaration of the punishment. But then the hope is in verse 12, but when the 70 years are fulfilled, I will punish the king of Babylon and his nation, the land of the Babylonians, for their guilt, declares the Lord, and I will make it desolate forever. I will bring upon that land all the things I have spoken against it, all that are written in this book and prophesied by Jeremiah against all the nations. They themselves will be enslaved by many nations and great kings. I will repay them according to their deeds and the work of their hands. So the 70 years that it speaks of here are probably basically from this point, which is around 605 BC, all the way until the exiles start returning. And that begins to happen in around 538 BC. Then as we move on to verse 15, this portion of the chapter is entitled, The Cup of God's Wrath. It says, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, said to me. Take from my hand this cup filled with the wine of my wrath, and make all the nations to whom I send you drink it. When they drink it, they will stagger and go mad, because of the sword I will send among them. So I took the cup from the Lord's hand and made all the nations to whom he sent me drink it. Jerusalem and the towns of Judah, its kings and officials, to make them a ruin and an object of horror and scorn and cursing as they are today. Then he goes on to list several other places and peoples and towns. 
He starts with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and all of his attendants and officials. And then he goes on and he lists the kings of the Philistines and Ashkelon and Gaza, the people left in Ashdod, Moab, Ammon, all the kings of Sidon. The list just keeps going and going until it gets to what to say to them. Picking up in verse 27, Then tell them this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Drink, get drunk, and vomit, and fall, to rise no more because of the sword I will send among you. But if they refuse to take the cup from your hand and drink, tell them this is what the Lord Almighty says. You must drink it. I am beginning to bring disaster on the city that bears my name. And will you indeed go unpunished? You will not go unpunished, for I am calling down a sword upon all who live on the earth, declares the Lord Almighty. So basically here I am punishing my own people. So don't expect to escape punishment yourselves. But then it's the word that the Lord gives Jeremiah. Picking up in verse 30, it says, Now prophesy all these words against them and say to them, The Lord will roar from on high. He will thunder from his holy dwelling and roar mightily against his land. It goes on to say that he will bring judgment on all mankind and put the wicked to the sword. It says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Look, disaster is spreading from nation to nation. A mighty storm is rising from the ends of the earth. At that time, those slain by the Lord will be everywhere from one end of the earth to the other. They will not be mourned or gathered up or buried, but will be like refuse lying on the ground. Then it goes on to say, Weep and wail, you shepherds. Roll in the dust, you leaders of the flock, for your time to be slaughtered has come. So he's basically speaking to the shepherds who didn't take care of their flock. The chapter ends by saying, Like a lion he will leave his lair, and their land will become desolate because of the sword of the oppressor and because of the Lord's fierce anger. Now picking up in chapter 26, this chapter is entitled, Jeremiah is Threatened with Death. And it says, Early in the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came from the Lord. It says, This is what the Lord says. Stand in the courtyard of the Lord's house and speak to all the people of the towns of Judah who come to worship in the house of the Lord. And this would have been sometime a little earlier in time than the last chapter, which, of course, it's out of order, but sometime between 608 and 609 B.C. So it says, tell them everything I command you. Do not omit a word. Perhaps they will listen and each will turn from his evil way. Then I will relent and not bring on them the disaster I was planning because of the evil they have done. Say to them, this is what the Lord says, if you do not listen to me and follow my law, which I have set before you, and if you do not listen to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I have sent to you again and again, though you have not listened, then I will make this house, like Shiloh and this city, an object of cursing among all the nations of the earth. So then in verse 7, it goes on to say, the priests, the prophets, and all the people heard Jeremiah speak these words in the house of the Lord. But as soon as Jeremiah finished telling the people everything the Lord had commanded him to say, the priests, the prophets, and all the people seized him and said, You must die. Why do you prophesy in the Lord's name that this house will be like the house of Shiloh, and this city will be desolate and deserted, 
and all the people crowded around Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. When the officials of Judah heard about these things, they went up from the royal palace to the house of the Lord and took their places at the entrance of the new gate of the Lord's house. Then the priests and prophets said to the officials and all the people, This man should be sentenced to death, because he has prophesied against this city. You have heard it with your own ears. Then Jeremiah said to all the officials and the people, The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and this city all the things you have heard. Now reform your ways and your actions and obey the Lord your God. Then the Lord will relent and not bring disaster that he has pronounced against you. As for me, I am in your hands. Do with me whatever you think is good and right. Be assured, however, that if you put me to death, you will bring the guilt of innocent blood on yourselves and on this city and those who live in it. For in truth, the Lord has sent me to speak all these words in your hearing. Then the officials and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, This man should not be sentenced to death. He has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Some of the elders of the land stepped forward and said to the entire assembly of people, Micah of Morsheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah king of Judah. He told all the people of Judah, This is what the Lord Almighty says. Zion will be plowed like a field. Jerusalem will become a heap of rubble. The temple hill, a mound overgrown with thickets. Now that really is the prophet Micah from the Bible, known as a minor prophet, that these elders are speaking of in the words that he spoke during the times of Hezekiah. Well, the elder goes on to say, Did Hezekiah, king of Judah, or anyone else in Judah, put him to death? Did not Hezekiah fear the Lord and seek his favor? And did not the Lord relent so that he did not bring the disaster he pronounced against them? We are about to bring a terrible disaster on ourselves. So that elder is clearly pointing out what happened during the time of a good king, King Hezekiah. Now, the alternative here, picking up in verse 20, is actually put into parentheses, which is what happens during the time of a wicked king. So it says, Now Uriah, son of Shemaiah, from Kirith, was another man who prophesied in the name of the Lord. He prophesied the same things against this city and this land that Jeremiah did. But when King Jehoiakim and all his officers and officials heard his words, the king sought to put him to death. But Uriah heard of it and fled in fear to Egypt. King Jehoiakim, however, sent Elnathan, son of Akbor, to Egypt, along with some other men. They brought Uriah out of Egypt and took him to King Jehoiakim, who had him struck down with a sword and his body thrown into the burial place of common people. And then that ends the part that's in parentheses. So it's giving the contrast between the good king and the bad king, how the prophet is received speaking the word of the Lord. And then it ends in verse 24. Furthermore, Ahikam, son of Shaphan, supported Jeremiah. And so he was not handed over to the people to be put to death. So Jeremiah had some support and God intervened and did not allow him to be put to death. And that ends chapter 26. We will pick up next time in chapter 27.